Hello, everybody, and welcome to the One Fall Show. It is late in the year. It is dark early. We are tired and cranky, except for Justin, because Justin, you're happy now, aren't you? It's Christmas. It's yep. your favorite time. It is, honestly. And on a more genuine note, honestly, I always feel good after the, the event that I was a part of this past weekend, being able to like, you know, collect toys and money for kids in the holiday season, like hate or love Christmas, whatever you feel about the holiday season, to be able to, uh, you know, do something like that. It's just so special to be a part of because we always get stories of people, you know, from people who are dropping stuff off as to why they took the time to drop stuff off. Um, and it was huge. And shout out to my other place of employment, U of M Dearborn, showed up with 400 toys. Wow. That's awesome. So that was Very huge. Cool. So, yeah. So I love being a part of that. Were those individual Legos or were there like, <laughs> yeah, 400 pieces of Legos? That's right. <laughs> Uh, no, they had bags and bags and they kept going back boxes and boxes. Um, you know, the downside, I had to count, account all of that, but the upside is it was 400 toys. That's amazing. That's great. Yes. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. That is, that is some of the, the best times, right. When you're able to help other people and, and congratulations on being able to count to 400. I, yeah. That's, right. Uh, very impressive. No, I, it was a calculator. Don't give me that credit. Don't give me that credit. <laughs> Congratulations on being on knowing how to use a calculator. Yeah. All right. Somewhere around, around 300, somewhere around 347. He was like, you know what? Give me that calculator. <laughs> yeah, I spent all that time to get to 347 just right. to say, you know, I think this might go quicker if I use technology. <laughs> exactly. I've seen how you work. And then I go, wait, let's start over so I know we're let's right. Start over. I don't I want to make sure this is the correct count. Yeah. You're like, you're like you're like Vince McMahon. You're tearing up the script an hour before Raw. You're like, right, do it again. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, let's let's figure this thing out. We can make it better, right? That's right. How are you doing, Chuck? I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I I'm sorry. That's all I've got for for you know, I this week is gonna be kind of fun for me because this is the week the Spider-Man uh movie comes out. We're going to see that. Amy's birthday is uh this week, so I've got some sh shenanigans planned for that, some stuff. I always get her a couple of things because her birthday is so close to Christmas. So like I stagger it, like I give her something on her birthday and then give her something the next week, and then the next week is Christmas. So she, you know, try and make it a big deal. But uh Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had the uh, I wish I had the joy that you have, Justin. Of it's Christmas, I have to feel a little bah humbug, but that's me. I'll be fine. The new Spider-Man movie does look like fun. I'm, I'm I'm hoping it's fun. I've actually I've gone from being one of those uh, I don't care about spoilers. I enjoy the ride, no matter what. Even I know where the destination is. To if you spoil this for me, they won't find the body. Right. Oh, for well, sure. Yeah, that's the way it should be. I don't yeah. know what was wrong with you before. Right. I'm glad this new curmudgeonly uh, side of Chuck has at least brought out some good sense when it comes to film. Yeah. No. There's absolutely. There's a there's a couple of uh, there's been a couple of things this year that I was super excited about that like I I walked into a spoiler on Twitter or something like that and that was an insta block and then I was like you know what I hate spoilers now. Oh, for sure. Especially Sp Spider-Man rarely disappoints in my world, I should say. And uh, so that's definitely one that do not spoil for me. I'll also make sure I see it as soon as possible, too. You strike me as a Spider-Man guy. Yeah. I can yeah. see uh, Justin Valentine in a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> a <little> onesie. <laughs> yeah. A little, 
I, yeah, that was me. That's still me. It, it will still be me. So, yeah. All right. And having introduced you two, you two clowns, we now train the spotlight over to our North star, our scales of justice, uh, the mom of the show, uh, keynote speaker, keynote listener, <laughs> award-winning white woman, Jack to the gills. Miss Erica yes. Bannis. How are you, Erica? Uh, every, Erica, Erica, Erica. Yes. Every week, every week, the intro somehow gets more and more ridiculous. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I think that's part of the charm of opening up the show. It's like, all right, uh, here's Justin, here's Chuck. But hold on one minute. <laughs> hold on. Hold, the here she event is. is here. Ladies and I, gentlemen. I, it, I mean, okay, well, you know. I, I wouldn't say I'm bah humbug. I think it's just, you know, it gets just so dark, so goddamn early. Yeah. And I and I was up early today just because actually this is the last day I had to drive my kid to school because they passed their road test Woo! and which is huge, huge day. And um, now they can just borrow one of our cars because we both work from home you know, the husband and I. So now we, you know, now if I'm going to get up early in the morning, uh, I'm going to head my ass to the gym so I can continue to get more jacked to the gills. And actually the TRX is working. Cause like, like I, I just, I'm, I'm not, I, there's no way for me to comfortably show you my guns <laughs> uh, unless it's just like, I, I stick out my arm and then it's just like my boobs going to fall out of my top. And it's just, it's just a mess. Look, I know Justin took off this shirt a cup. Was it last week? No, no the week before last. Yeah, it was two, it weeks, was two weeks ago. I can't keep track of time, but it's I mean, like, if now, we, we want to do a show. Like, I mean, we can all, you know, come together and we're you know. first of all, like no one's like, if My we're going to do a shirtless show, it should be in the summer when it's too hot. That is Not true. In the middle of winter. That's true. Fair. But either way, like, yeah, my arms are looking stellar. So, yeah, TRX. Woo! I you also want to throw a debate You heard out it here there. first. Jordan Grace versus Erica Bennis. 2022 she would beat the piss out of me like she's so <laughs> she's in such great shape and yeah. has been busting her ass like if you yeah. follow her, if you, you sh everyone should follow her on twitter she's a great follow but it's just like oh my god just like, like oh my like kill she would kill me oh, she would right. kill like, all of us yeah probably us. and like not even break a sweat no no it i would think not once be a challenge i feel like justin would be the last one left and and justin would just fake dead and just oh, like yeah. you know, like roll into a ball, like like you're trying to hide from a bear. It's still Christmas. It's still Christmas. I want to throw. Uh, we should throw a debate out on social media of what is our favorite Erica intro between because I'm debating oh, in my own head between award winning award winning white woman and keynote listener. <laughs> like yeah. those are those get both are fantastic. Pops. <laughs> I, I do like key. Well, first of all, I mean, keynote listener. I feel like that. Well, that's that's not really a title. That just kind of happened because I took part in a panel and some people just would not shut up and let me and other folks speak. Uh, I, I do like award winning white woman, though, because yeah. it's so goddamn absurd. It's like, <laughs> really, really, this is what we're going to champion. Right. Nice. Hooray, diversity. <laughs> 
2021, <laughs> almost 2022. Yeah. They give awards for this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think there's we've probably got at this point, we've probably got plenty of listeners that tune in specifically for Erica's intro and then they're out. Oh, for sure. There I, are, I respect again, that. There, yeah, there are, no, absolutely. It's kind of all we, downhill we, after that. Uh, but here's the thing Is we it? get the download after that. I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, <laughs> listen for 30 seconds, get the fuck out. Okay. We got your money. <laughs> we got your money still. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, go on over to iTunes and uh, give a five star rating for Erica Bannis's intro. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't but don't ask those people for specifics of what they like and don't like about the show because they don't listen to it. It was like I know that <laughs> just they just like me, the intro. They give that Erica girl a great intro. I don't know what the hell the, I don't even know what the podcast is about. I don't know. Is it wrestling? Oh, I don't even watch wrestling. <laughs> Here's the thing though. It's like you give me this big intro, and it's like I do feel stressed to like deliver every episode. So it's like you build me up, and it's like, why do they build up this broad? She just shits the bed every episode. <laughs> Like, what the hell? She knows nothing. <laughs> I know some stuff, but either way, enough about me and my intro wrestling and actually Shawnee. Just you know, I, did we even touch on you? I feel like we talked enough about my quote unquote accolades. I feel like we didn't talk about you. What's what's going on, buddy? What's going on, champ? I'm tired. I'm tired. You're still tired? <laughs> yeah. How are the kids? I, I'm looking forward to uh, getting dropped so I don't actually have to talk anymore. I can just press buttons. <laughs> right. That's my dream for 2022. All I want for Christmas is drops. Yep. We can make it happen. Current running for title. And right now, all I want for Christmas is drops. <laughs> I had to say <laughs> Make notes. Right. I'm going to type it, actually. And while I'm, you know, it never occurred to me to keep track of titles by typing them. I always wrote everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing this on a computer. Like one. I, I just, who am I? What is this? <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, All wrestling, right. huh? Wrestling. Hook. 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 They sent hook, him. Hook, he he hook. done been sent. And he looked good. He looked Highlight good. good. He looked good. Highlight of the fucking week, man. Like yeah, man. so stupid because the only reason we're really psyched about Hook is because of that goddamn CM Punk meme, oh which God, I had so never mean. realized until this weekend. Somebody took the gif of him saying send Hook yeah. and put words underneath it saying, is that a dog? And if you watch him say send Hook with the idea that he's saying, is that a dog? It fits. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll have to go look at that. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. No, Hook was, Hook was fucking awesome. And it, it was while it was happening Friday, it, I cringed a little bit because Taz was making sure to call every single move he did. Yo, thank like, you for saying I know, that. Yes. I know you're excited. I know it's your son. I, I get it. But like, you don't even go this hard. You don't go this hard for anybody. You make sure to call moves, but not every single move. Yes. But then on Saturday morning, I think I saw the the picture from like side stage of him standing up while Hook is making his entrance and clapping and like, all's forgiven, man. I don't I don't blame you in the least. Yeah, if, no, I'm, I'm with you. If it was my son, I would be mm -hmm. over the moon about it too. So yeah, that's fine. yeah. If it, Justin debuted, we would be clapping on the stage as well. Hundred percent, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Christmas. Uh, yeah, the minute he said it's Christmas, I'd be on <laughs> the floor. Just I would get squashed in like thirty seconds. Okay, wouldn't they'd matter. We'd be like so Malachi happy. Black and just so happy to see you. 
my job would just be taking the kick to the face and that's it. Um, no, I'm with you though. Like as a generic wrestling fan, um, you know, listening to Taz call every move like that was like, all right, dude, all right, that's enough. But you, you can't like, you, you can't hate it. That's his son. And they, they booked it so well with hook because hook looked very well. He did like, he was, he did great, but they also booked it very well to put him in a match with Fuego del Sol, who the size that he is and the size that hook is. And for this being hooks first match, uh, you know, it allowed him to comfortably display what he could be, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's tough, you know, you can, the only other person that size that I can think of to do that with is Darby Allen. You do not want to put Darby Allen in there to get thrown around by Hook of all people. Right. And a- anyone else would have been probably a little too big right now for Hook to fully display what he is capable of. Or maybe Adam Realistically, Cole. at least. <laughs> you know, maybe Adam, but again, right? Maybe Adam Cole, but... <clears throat> six feet of him. Uh... Yeah, but... <laughs> but no, I mean, like it, it, it was a perfect first match for him to show off. Like, look, I'm already capable of this, and you know, and just kind of get you a little excited of what he could be. You could see that his he has amateur wrestling in his background. I could definitely tell he had some um, jujitsu. Uh, his yeah. movements were very precise. Uh, he reminded me of Ty Conti in that way. I always uh, respect Ty Conti because she's very precise in her actions, very trained. I know Chuck has had some complaints about her matches, and I think that's fair. But, I mean, in terms of respecting the craft, there's no doubt that he has put in his time, right? This isn't a, a matter of this is uh, – you know, the son of a legend and we're just tossing this kid in here. I mean, he's, he's clearly respected the craft now, you know, where he goes from here, who knows, but man, but by virtue of the memes, Twitter was out of their minds on Friday when his made his debut, you know, just like every little corner of the internet where wrestling fans are hanging out, people were just, Oh, it's okay. He's here. He's here. He's here. And I was yeah. like, I was, I was, I was in for it along with like the the party. And I'm wondering how many people actually were in that mode, right? Like we were just allowing ourselves to get caught up in the hype. I mean, like the reality of the situation is I, I don't know anything about Hook or have any particular, you know, like whatever. Just this kid right. looks like he's, you know, walked off the set of a Disney uh channel television show uh but like oh yeah it, it's where you know the internet can be fun right they can do some things right and just you know creating the celebration out of a thing that might normally be pretty mundane made for some fun on an, you know on a, on a friday night uh here in the in the dead of winter when things in the professional wrestling world are sort of grinding to a halt uh, you know all, all entertainment is sort of sort of slowly grinding to the halt as, as people wrap up their years and get ready for the holidays and, you know, succumb to these long, yeah. dark-ass days. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way to, make, way to make the holiday season seem like the darkest time of the year, man. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was very well done. Uh, you're not wrong. In anything I have some mental health issues. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not wrong in anything you said either, so it's, I can't even argue with you in anything. You're like, oh, yeah, it's him. That, that that checks out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to say was, too real quick. Hook was, a, oh. Hook was a shit ton of fun, and I'm glad you brought up Malachi Black, Justin, because oh, yeah. uh, uh, oh my god, him uh, 
taken out Julia from the Hollywood Blondes was. Oh, Justin, so, you must have been horrified. They're your favorite. That's my brand of spooky <laughs> you, you said that you right wish that CM Punk and Brian Danielson would have went somewhere else so you could see more Hollywood Blondes. So you must have been very excited to see them on your screen. Yes, I remember saying that. <laughs> or maybe I put those words into your mouth week after week after week. That might be it. I can't recall, but regardless, uh, what did you think? I will. It, 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 and for you to bring that up, I do also want to credit AEW um for you know every time i've said that and all the big names they've still landed they've done a nice job of highlighting them at least right for the most part i think the only one that's kind of been screwed over is christian um you know christian has really taken a manager role almost with jurassic express he hasn't had a match since that pay-per-view match you know he's barely on tv except to hype up them and he's better than that and at this point in the career i, I wish he was we a little know more it. involved and yeah, we know it, but I, you know, we also know we don't have too much time um, uh, with him left, you know, in the ring, at least at this level, I think they should be using him more in the TNT total picture, something like that. Uh, but Malachi Black will always get a pop, you know, out of me. I, I, I'm, I'm huge on him. I do also want to bring up one more thing about Hook, and that is, I, you know, I watched Rampage late. And when I saw all the hype about Hook, I legitimately thought it was sarcastic. Because, you know, of the wow. send hook meme, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was just hype because, you know, we've been joking about send hook for months. And, you know, to see what he actually did, I was like, oh, damn, no, this is actually a legitimate hype. And the biggest pop out of me was his uh, the belly to belly suplex, the high belly to belly suplex yeah. that Taz always did. Because it took me right back to my first introduction to Taz because of yeah. my age, sorry. But his WWF debut and his first match with Kurt Angle at uh, the Royal Rumble in 2000. And when he did that to Angle like three times, I was in on that. I love that suplex. I don't know what it is about that move, but I get like, I love that move. It looks so crisp, so like legitimate. I love that move so much. So that got the biggest pop out of me. Yeah. I saw someone put uh sort of back-to-back video with the two of them. And it's, you could see where they both like really respect the form sort of set in give the moment and then throw the suplex. And, you know, I mean, like not only does it give the move some gravitas because it has a little bit of a buildup, but I mean, by respecting the form like that, it makes it so much safer than just, you know, shucking yeah. someone over your shoulder. So I hey, think that's, we have a puppy on screen. We All right. a <laughs> I think that's oh, why so many of the AEW talent uh, get away with like using the butterfly suplex because every time I see that it's like there's no place to land with that like you land on the back and top of your head you know Kenny Omega throws them I think the Bucks do it Um, oh the Snapdragon yeah but it's it's the kind of thing where like if you if you know exactly what you're doing and you're very right. deliberate with it, then yeah, you can probably make sure they hit their top of their shoulders more than anything. And right. let me say one thing. First off, he looks ripped and he's in great shape, Hook. Like he's right. clearly yeah. they mentioned his cardio, and I think that was like that was a worthy mention, whether you know, kayfabe or not. He 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 did not seem like he was breaking a sweat. But for a guy his size, you know, on the smaller end, I love that he laid in a lariat. That is yeah. so much fun. Like he was like, you know what? No, I'm going to be a goddamn professional wrestler. And he threw that lariat and I was like, oh, hell yeah, Hook. You go, you go. And, and how huge is this for him? Because think about how many times Shawnee made the joke on this show. Get back in the body bag, right? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> spend everybody's response to him almost and that is what is this kid even doing here because he just randomly started following his dad around 
without a proper introduction. He was always like the fourth guy in a four-on-one attack. And it's like, what is this kid? kid is he bored? Like, does he have school? Like, what is he doing? Like, everyone, <laughs> everyone had that response. And for him to show up and be like, no, I can actually kick some ass and, you know, entertain in the ring too. It's like whole, my whole perspective on him has changed with one match. And we sort of talked about that, didn't we? Like he really had to come out and look tough. Like he, if he dropped the ball in any aspect of his game, then the haters would have come out in full force. Right. But he just, he came out and delivered. I have to hand it to the kid, man. He, He came out and delivered. He did the thing. I love that you're talking about Hook in the same way you'd like you could be talking about negative one from the Dark Order <laughs> <laughs> when he's probably within about five years of your age. Oh, for sure. Listen, for sure. listen, it, but that's the thing. I put him in the same category as ne- like, why is negative one still here? Like, stop. like that was the same same category for me. Okay. Well, first of all. Uh, you know, Christmas break is coming up. So negative one will probably appear because, yes. you know, they'll have time off from school. Yeah. Uh, so is let's coming. just, winter yep. is coming. That's it, 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 hot buzz on the street. Winter, winter is coming. Oh, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, no notes, no notes for hook. Keep, Mm-mm. keep doing that weird ass, just strut to the ring, chomp your gum and just I've- pout. I think right now the dream match is probably Hook and Jungle Boy. Yeah. Um, as as a first like big name for him to go up against. I think there is a future, whether it's in our immediate future or in, into the future, uh, for a Hook versus Brian Cage as Back to as the future even. As much as of a of a size difference is that gonna be, that is going to be, uh, I think Hook probably can come out of that a match like that looking like a million bucks because if he wrestles like he wrestled on friday like he's going to be just like taz he's going to be a, a, a pit bulldog that doesn't know his size and right. just goes hard on everybody but but the, but the only problem i don't want to go that far yet because I, it was fuego del sol you know like yes. fuego del sol is nothing compared to a lot sure. of the people in aew that's why i appreciate that they started with with fuego uh for a hook because i don't i didn't see anything that makes me think he could put on a good match with like anyone else right right now not yet like that, sure. that dude needs to continue to go to the gym and continue right because taz was short but taz was ripped right taz was short for 260 like he could come and that that's what allowed him to come out against a kurt angle who was 240 and all the other people that he faced that were not Fuego del Sol's side is, is size and still suplex them around the ring. I saw nothing that makes me think Hook could suplex even Jungle Boy around the ring yet. I really don't. I haven't seen interesting. No, and I, I think that maybe you see him, you know, like work towards a match with like the twenty-four-year-old piece of gold. Sure, right? Like, no, that's a good one got too. Swerved. Um, who's the 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 like the two brothers, the one that uh, he's been getting pushed, uh, um, that uh, Leo Rush has been managing. Oh, Dante. Dante, oh, yeah, Dante, thank Martin. you, thank you, yep. Dante Martin. See, that would be another good I one. I think that's probably a direction that you'll go in, right? But you have all, I, I would imagine, I, I would assume 
that you know you don't see rocket straps put on the kid but you'll you nah. know, he'll probably get a lot of appearances on dark and and oh, yeah. um you know the the youtube shows and that you know that's perfect right like yeah. like this 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 weird internet hype machine this hype party can follow him to the uh to the if you were the, the chats during those youtube shows are hilarious it's just like oh most, yeah i mean it's like basically treating it like twitter right like just all like three sentence or three word phrases and it just goes like, like millions of them like who no one is reading this <laughs> you can't possibly keep you know like it's well, nothing. Oh, yeah but it's just like this 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 massive pile of wrestling goblins just throwing stuff out and uh i would think that's you know what we'll see and probably dante martin seems like the perfect match right yeah where we got swerved they swerved us they swerved us and someone on twitter referred to long island as the bizarro world of aew they're like long island is the bizarro world of aew and i love it and isn't that the truth right you've got cm punk getting booed uh this like very half and half for mjf uh like just the whole it seems like they've run the territory too many times, but there's so much personality right now in the AEW crowd that it, it's kind of fun. I mean, that's that was what I really enjoyed about both WWE, but especially uh, NXT when they were in the uh, in the, the training center back in the day, uh, right. back at Full Sail because the crowd was such a character in each show. And that's one thing that WWE has, has lost track of to a certain extent since pandemic. And I, I trust they'll find it again, but because of all the things that we've talked about many, many times, there's just sort of this whole lost the way kind of mentality. So even yeah. that aspect of the game, you know, the crowds, uh, it just, it, it all feels a little different. Whereas in AEW, the, the crowds are such a part of the show and in Long Island, especially because they've been there so damn many times now. Um, yeah, and, right. and you've got Long Island wrestlers that are hometown heroes that happen to be heels. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's fun. That's the one thing you mentioned. That's the one thing that still, it, I guess, I don't want to say worry, but it just catches my eye. And that is that AEW returns to the same stadium how many times, right? Like, I don't want to say worry because they're doing well, like, you know, the product's good and so on. But it is worth noting that WWE is on their regular tour and they've hit, they're hitting a bunch of different cities and they haven't really returned to, you know, one spot too many times. Um, but even since the pandemic, like AEW's been back to Long Island three times. They've been back to Chicago four or five times. You know, they keep going back to Daly's place. And I know that's like the home and they try to make it special. But we also kind of know for whatever reason, cities don't want to host them right now. You know what I mean? I just I, I think we're too far away from the empty stadiums to say it's a, a scheduling thing anymore. I well, OK, I feel like it, it's not. So, I don't think it's so much that cities don't want to host them. I don't it like you. And nothing's been reported, but. I would be I would not be shocked in the slightest if WWE hasn't done some sort of thing with the venues um, to just say, like, don't run these guys. I mean, similar to the the, the WCW days, like sure. WCW never ran the garden because that was like that was always WWE territory. That was always their home. They never ran the garden. And even up until um, the big supercard show, 
with Ring of Honor and NJPW, like there were times where wrestling shows would try to book the garden and then all of a sudden, oh, the show's been canceled. Oh, gee, right. I wonder how that happened. Yeah, I mean, obviously things change, but like I'm sure they're trying to figure out like venue like it's because like booking venues has got to be a bitch and like you know they don't want to book too large of a venue so that like you know they don't sell enough tickets so it looks like just an empty fucking pit um so i mean it's i don't know i mean and our venues booking less right i don't know this but it's if, if venues are booking less WWE would obviously get priority, right? Yeah. Uh, simply because of legacy, right? They have worked with these venues in the past. They've worked with the promoters all over the country, right. so that right. would stand to reason it would be a little harder for AEW to break in. I, I, I'm curious. But, I, mean, I have no way of knowing, but if if it was a more uh, you know a, a less uh, dicey environment with with COVID still on the rise, and I don't know, maybe I, it's something we're talking about at some point. But now we're seeing. NBA games getting canceled. Like uh, we're starting to see this whole COVID thing again. You know, um, states are all handling it very differently as yeah. of now. But like, it'd be interesting to see if one of these shows that has a you know a, a never fail weekly uh, episodes, if one of these locker rooms was to get. I mean, I would assume AEW would be able to survive it because they you know cast of thousands at this point. Um, WWE now putting themselves in a weird position with their very small <laughs> rosters, right. you know? Well, and the, the one thing I'll no- note though is, you know, it doesn't seem like for the most part, WWE and AEW are targeting the same venues. Now I know one promoter can be in charge of multiple venues, so it could be one of those things, but for the most part, AEW is still going after the smaller venues, right? They're still going for the college arenas, while right. WWE are still in the stadiums Yeah, uh, for the most part. So, and it's interesting you brought up too, if that were to happen, the, what the situation WWE is in, because they're already, WWE is already starting to show that they're struggling with a smaller roster because even on SmackDown out of nowhere without promotion leading into it, RK bros on SmackDown for a triple threat tag match with the Usos and the New Day, which was a great match and it's cool, but it's also like, so now we're just dragging RK bro from raw to have a big match on SmackDown. Okay. You know what I mean? So I think they're starting to feel the smaller roster thing. And I think it's a slow build of one big roster, you know, if they don't, you know, start signing people and whatever, but uh, you know, I, I, the, the arena situation though, I, I don't know. It's, it is worth noting and I hope it changes come the new year. Right. Like I mentioned, I talked to Cody uh, and we mentioned why, you know, having they come to Detroit and he said it's an, uh, he said straight up, it's a scheduling thing with LCA. They're, they're trying to do it, but again, it is, isn't just Detroit. They keep going back to the same five, six cities. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. It, it, they have a weekly show and to go to the same five, six cities over and over, and plus have a pay-per-view there too, by the way, you know, I mean, like it's, it, it's, it's worth noting. I don't, I'm not going to call it worry, but it is kind of, you know, okay. Well, what, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Here? Like right, it's fun yeah. to see how different cities respond. Right. I mean, that's yes. one of the great things about WWE is that Chicago would have its own personality. Detroit has its own personality, Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, huge personalities. Right. Um, you know, when they do the Texas loop, it's like they just buy whatever baby face is being sold. They buy it, man. They just love cheering for the white hat. And, yep. you know, it's all these different, you know, you sort of know what to expect and you get a different flavor each time. And we're not getting that with AEW. So that's a legitimate concern. I think that 
once we're past the NBA and NHL seasons, I would assume that we'll start to see that break up a little bit because those are the stadiums that they're going to be most likely targeting. And I wonder if, you know, NHL and NBA teams are spending time doing extra cleaning things of this nature. And that's why there would be less shows in addition to the fact that, it's just a weird world right now. But, you know, we had that moment where it seemed like every live event was going to just sell out because people were so excited to get out. But right. it's not as though we saw just a, a giant number of events being promoted. It was sort of, you know, people were testing the water because it's expensive to put on a big show, right? And you make these big plans. And if you have to cancel, then it, it ends up costing you tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Well, you, you wonder too, because I mean, obviously like, you know, none of us have any experience in planning the logistics of what? like a traveling show. But like if you I mean, look, if you notice like kind of like all the areas that they hit, they really haven't gone like far west of the Mississippi. So it's like you wonder if there's issues with travel and then just transporting all all you know, the ring and the lighting and all that shit. I mean, I yeah, I mean, it is. I would be fascinated to know it's like, okay, what exactly goes into like a traveling circus like that? Because I'm right. sure it is crazy as fuck and and really complicated. And like they're, you know, all due respect to, to Tony Khan, who obviously loves wrestling, but like how much does he really know about like travel logistics when it comes to a production like that clearly you know they're he's probably just learning on the fly so you know hopefully he gets it together and comes to detroit please <laughs> and thank you um but yeah. it would be cool to see like some shows on the west coast and like yeah. you know because i mean you know you have like you know crowds in like los angeles and san francisco that are big wrestling towns too so it's just you know i hate waiting we're not yeah. good with patience, are we? No, I, I am no, and COVID just continues to you know kick us in the teeth, right? I mean, it's just it, it's it is a drag, and this is I think another small way in which it's interfering with things. But I, I think Justin, you make a legitimate concern. I, I started this whole segment of the conversation by saying I enjoyed that Long Island is becoming the bizarro world, but it's the fact that they've been there so many times that we're able to see this emerging. Uh, and, so, and, and, and honestly, if I'm AEW though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't promote where you are so much, right? <laughs> because of that, you know. And, and what I mean by that, I'm not saying don't say where you are, but like they harp, like yo, we're going to CM Punk's hometown over and over and over. We're going to MJF's hometown over and over and over. And it's like you're you're reminding us that you you were just there, right? Like you're you're kind of. You're, 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 that I get that makes it more of a concern because you're making it more obvious. That I think to a certain degree, though, they're trying to stick it to the old man and they're trying to take those territories over in their own subtle, right. nice guy ways, right? They want the crowds to be chanting CM Punk in Chicago, and, and they but they're, the, they're going they, to without them doing that, though. Right? No, I, I agree, but I think they're trying to plant a flag in New York, and and they're 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 just you That's know fine. they're not doing it in the same right. like real uh, aggro way. Right. But, and we'll uh, talk. We've talked about ticket sales too. I'll, I'll mention, you know, the radio station I work for. We're giving away tickets for Raw, right? Raw's going to be here actually two weeks from tonight. And when a promoter gives you a lot of really good tickets, <laughs> that says something when it comes to what sure. they expect to buy. They might give it's... you some good tickets, right? But when you get a good amount of good lower level seats, are that, you suggesting that's what's happening? Without sir? asking. 
without a- yeah without <laughs> asking right it's one thing if you specifically ask like yo we want these type of seats to give away we just say yo we just want tickets to give away and that's what they give us wow. that tells me like yeah they're they're making sure the lower level is full because they have no confidence that they're going to sell the lower level no chuck i think you had something you wanted to say before oh i, I was yeah hold you over I would no. I was just gonna say that like I'm an unabashed like homebody. Like I don't like going out for very much, even before COVID. And there is like a kind of magic to the way you you brought up how NXT used to be at full sale, and like they would come to town maybe once a year and play in Royal Oak or something. Yeah. But like those weren't televised shows. Like your televised show was at full sale every week. And there's certainly as much as I would be there for an AEW show in Detroit. There is a kind of like magic to a like, yeah, this is a thing that I can't ever go and see in my own town. This is kind of cool. Hmm. Interesting perspective. I like Erica would really like to see AEW in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think the the four of us agree to that. But um, you know, while we're on the topic of WWE, um, because once again, let's let's go around the room. Who watched WWE this week? Hands. Okay. JV did. Uh, Chuck is looking off to the corner and uh, up at the ceiling. Sean, I know where you stand. Um, but uh, so JV. Yeah. Again, tell us what we're missing, buddy. Sure. Um, the good things, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Becky and Liv Morgan had a good main event. Uh, I don't think anyone thought Liv Morgan was taking the title off of Becky. Um, I feel like they spent the entire night hyping the fact that it was the anniversary of Lita and Trish. They didn't. I mean, I want to say they spent the entire night, but they mentioned it a couple times. Yeah, and every time they would mention it, it made you think a little bit more. It's like maybe, maybe. And I appreciate that they actually between that and just like Liv Morgan's interview and the fact that it was the main event, they gave them like twenty something minutes. Like the, they built it up because going into this story. Everyone I talked to, myself included, didn't give Liv Morgan a shot. Right. And I will give them the credit that watching Raw, by the time the entrances were happening, in my head, I'm like, they actually might do this. Like, yeah. the way they built it up, it, I I appreciated that because Becky ended up winning, holding the ropes, whatever, which allows Liv to not look bad in the sense of getting beat clean. And Becky still won. But going into the match, I thought, you know, after weeks of thinking, yeah, lives just a speed bump for Becky and that's it. She might take the title off Becky the way they're building this up. And I appreciated that little, I'm not call it swerve, but you know, the, you know, I think that's where everyone's thoughts were going in. So two questions. Sure. You, there's a rematch, right? Probably. Do you think it's at day one? Uh, I don't know about that. I don't, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, they might hold it for, the rumble i don't know how much they're gonna put into day one especially with the royal rumble probably being a couple weeks after they mm. might hold it for the rumble for that sake um you know or they might make it a triple threat they get like a bianca Belair back involved just to you know change it up a little bit i don't know that there's a rematch but was, you said two questions oh the yeah the other well the other one is like the, if you know if they're going to do the rematch at day one do you think that's when they pull the trigger on live 
see, and, and that's why I think we sh- they should do a triple threat because I don't think Liv's getting a title run right now. Not during WrestleMania season because even if you think she's a sh- champion right now, she's not a champion at WrestleMania. So I'd rather them hold off now and give her the title in the summer where she doesn't have to try to headline WrestleMania. You know, so that you make it a triple threat where Becky can still retain by beating whoever else is the third in the triple threat without making Liv look like shit. I read or, some. Sorry. Or or they could do the whole giving Liv her WrestleMania moment because they love making moments. This company loves moments. I don't really? think she's ready for that. Okay. No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. So I think she's ready for a title run, not during WrestleMania season and not at WrestleMania. I don't think so. Personally, I love Liv. I think she's great, and I, you know, I think she deserves a title run. But I don't think she's ready next year. Right? If they do this year right, next year's WrestleMania, she could, you know, have something. I read somewhere too that uh, initially they were supposed to open, and Biggie and uh, KO were supposed to close, and they flip flopped that, which is that's interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, and that's what again, everyone's like, wait a minute, what are they doing here? They they're saving them for the 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 final match of the show what's going right. on and they gave them a good amount of time too and they put on a really good match okay so i jokingly i acted like i did not watch any wwe i did put raw on in the background while i was working on monday and i noticed that becky lynch came to the ring and it was like 10 30 it was either 10 30 or it was like 10 40 or something i'm like oh, okay this is this is going on and then they went to commercial and they came back from commercial did an interview segment with somebody backstage. I don't remember who. And yeah. then went back to the ring so that Liv could come out and then went to commercial again. Yeah. <laughs> Becky was in the ring for the better part of 11 minutes before the match even started. <laughs> Oof. Which yeah. had to be very awkward. Yes. I'm sure they sit here while the whole show goes on. Yeah, for the so live crowd. That's I'm sure there was a promo between commercials. Some there had to be. She had two opportunities, but just very strange. Yeah. Um, something else on Raw: Edge versus The Miz at Day One, which we did not talk about Edge and The Miz last week. Um, that initial uh, segment that those two had, uh, that was a great promo. It came right off of CM Punk mentioning The Miz on AEW and edge in the, and to have the Miz come back. I don't know if that was the plan before that comment, or if it was just happenstance because they set up edge versus the Miz at day one, that promo was great. I love that. They mentioned everyone got a pop out of edge mentioning AEW because we talked about WWE never, almost never, you know, mentioning AEW and it kind of takes the fun out of what we have right now. Um, and it leaves AEW to overdo it when it comes to mentioning WWE sometimes, and, you know, just because they're the only ones doing it. So it's like wrestling fans love that shit. And when the other guys aren't doing it, we got to do it all because they're not doing it. So you love to hear that from WWE, but Edge versus The Miz will be fun. I like that match. Uh, you know, the Miz is great. Like uh, he's good for, he's good for TV. He's good for entertainment. Um, and I think he can put on a solid match with Edge. So they announced that for day one on Raw. And then it looks like they're adding to that triple threat with Big E, Kevin Owens, and Seth Rollins uh, with Bobby Lashley. It's probably going to be a fatal four-way because Lashley took out all three of those guys. Yikes. So that'll, that'll be a good title match um, at day one. Those are four quality, you know, big-time superstars for one title match. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, what else? My WWE report. I feel like I'm doing a presentation <laughs> at school. 
Uh, I'm a little nervous. I didn't, you know, study. What did we get on? Um, what did we get on SmackDown? Because all I saw was Sami Zayn tweet a picture of Brock Lesnar saying, "This guy is ruining my life." Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that was again. This is this is entertaining. At least what's going on with Sami and Brock. Uh, so Sami Zayn comes out on a wheelchair, neck brace, all casted up after Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns beat him up last week. And Brock came out acting like his buddy again, trying to explain to him why he did what he did. It was actually to help him and all that. And asked Sammy if he wanted to go moose hunting and fishing in Saskatchewan. So he's, you know, as his best friend. So he starts to wheel Sammy out of the ring and Paul Heyman's in the ring as well. And Paul Heyman was like, and Roman Reigns was not on SmackDown. So it was just Paul. Hmm. And basically Paul Heyman's is pissed off, is pissed off that Brock is being this happy go lucky. Who the hell are you kind of thing. And went into his old Paul Heyman, where he kind of hyped up the beast Brock Lesnar, which led to, and he even said, uh, you know, the beast, most likely the future universal champion. So he threw that in his promo to add a little spice into the Roman Reigns thing. And that led to Brock beating the hell out of Sami Zayn again, because you know, the guy's already in a wheelchair. Yes. Oh yeah. He, he, one boot just tipped over the wheelchair, picked them back up, gave him <laughs> another F five. Like it was, it, it, that is entertaining shit. Like Sami Zayn, they've, they've taken the annoying heel that he is and just made it so entertaining because now Brock is still this fucking beast who is now a, like a goofball too. So I think that, that dynamics are a lot of fun to watch with those two. Y'all remember when Brock Lesnar took the one-legged kid and just beat the shit out of him for three yeah, months? Yeah, Zach Allen. Yep. I think there's a reason Brock Lesnar doesn't do Make-A-Wish events. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I remember that. I was at, that happened at a Detroit show. It yeah, did, uh, Zach here. Allen has appeared at XICW events uh, frequently. Yeah. I saw him at the Sanctuary Wrestling event. He, he, I, he very well may be a Detroit guy. If not, he's... Uh, is battle creek maybe yeah i think, I, I, right. I feel like i know where he's from but uh yeah he's appeared in in detroit quite quite frequently even recently yeah good dude actually uh very very friendly guy very upbeat very positive like he he is the character he portrays yeah, at least good. in the experience that i've had with him yeah um Lee's on smackdown by the way that's what i was gonna say i saw Zaylee came out her entrance is fun yeah, it was that was a fun. I don't know the, the all the graphics behind that, but she's basically got lightning bolts coming out of her damn hand as she's yeah coming out. So that was that was kind of cool. Sonia Deville's kind of back in the getting physical too. By the oh, way, oh yeah, Sonia's ring gear was so sweet. Oh my god, yeah, she looked like, like uh, X, she looked like X twenty three, the uh, the female Wolverine from the comic books. She had this cool like black latex gear. Mm-hmm. I was like, god damn, Sonia. Yes. Actually, I, I, Amy was the one that pointed it out to me. She was like, oh, my God, Sonia. And they had to show me yes. on Twitter. Yeah, that was my reaction as well. Um, and then it looks like Tony Storm is going to get a title match for Charlotte. She won a contenders match. Yeah. And uh, I mentioned, too, the New Day beat the Usos and RK Bro. And, you know, that's it, at least on the, on the TV shows of things. And, oh, my bad. On Raw. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out how deep this Mr. McMahon Austin Theory thing is going to go because believe it or not, it is still going on. Austin Theory is still hanging out in his office for the entire night of Raw. And Vince McMahon is giving him, you know, pep speeches and te- trying to teach him how to be a superstar. Huh. And it led to Austin Theory attacking Finn Balor. So I don't know how deep Boo. what. Right. So I don't know <laughs> what 
that like what the end goal is here like to have vince mcmahon of all people you know be pushing this guy on tv at least like i i don't know i, I hate like, this Austin Theory's a good athlete if somehow austin theory uh finn balor god and the egg all come together at a wrestlemania moment <laughs> i'm owe everybody a huge apology yeah right. <laughs> it's, all, it's all one thing the ring exploding the egg see they had you the whole time yeah <laughs> yeah that's long-term booking we love long-term booking damn it <laughs> right and we complained the entire time damn it Vince man and uh and austin theory against the gobbledygooker and and rocky Maivia. Uh, <laughs> With the demon Finn Balor as a special referee, it's just crazy. Talk about putting butts in seats. Hell yeah! I hate uh, I hate this because it makes me my knee jerk reaction is it feels like all of NXT. It's like oh man, so you're gonna take a guy who's been there for a while that I love and then make make him put over this young guy that like I'm lukewarm on. Right. Damn it. Yeah. No, I think it's way too soon for Austin. Austin Theory's got a great look. I think he's got a good future, but it's he, it's not time yet. I loved him in NXT. I loved him with the the way which I got. Like yes. I love him as the, his idiot son. It was yes. so much fun, and I wish I wish he could just continue playing that character. I wish. They I guess. Have, I guess maybe he could. It's all. Depends, I wish they like, wouldn't have. I mean, John, blown up NXT and then. Well, yeah, exactly. But I, you know, speaking of NXT, Johnny Gargano got to kind of say his goodbyes on Tuesday. And that was, that was kind of sweet. Uh, he did end up, you know, kind of putting over one of the young, one of the young talent came out and decided to make his name on uh, beating up Johnny Gargano. But then once everything went off the air, uh, him and um, Tommaso just sitting in the ring, like team DIY. Yeah. And then Kyle O'Reilly comes out and people are cheering for him too. So yeah, yeah. That, that's a, that was a weird way to, I don't know, for him, for what seems to be genuinely he's gone. I don't know. It was a weird way to end that. Like, he should just let him say goodbye. Uh, well, you know, if you want to go back to tradition and uh, The Undertaker knows this more than anyone else, because, you know, let's face it, he's old school. And like I said, when men were men, you went out on your back. Yeah. You know, you, you didn't get like the hero's goodbye. Nope. You you take that bump, you put over a guy and get the fuck out. Right. Uh, but Gargano and uh, Kyle O'Reilly have been removed from WWE.com. Like their profiles are gone. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's going to be interesting. I mean, we can all it's just it's very funny. It's very funny that. NXT, what it was, the black and gold NXT, yeah. which pretty much most wrestling fans universally loved, was kind of demolished, broken apart, and now they're more or less rebuilding it over at AEW. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's so, it's it's a weird hodgepodge of, of NXT, ROH, which by the way, we should touch on ROH at you know, sure. Final Battle a little bit. And then, uh, like, like a sprinkling of of New Japan. It's such a weird, like, when you really look at AEW, that's a weird ass promotion. But I kind of like it because there's just there's something there's something there for everybody. Like, yeah. if, if you look, um, so yeah, okay, ROH. Um, actually, Shawnee, I'd be interested to hear from you because obviously, you know, we're more indie folk, for lack of a better term, and because you know and you know, I've been thinking, all right, so ROH is going to go on hiatus. 
think about all the you know, like the other major indies right now. So you got like GCW, you got MLW. What like what would you think of potentially like somehow like those three joining forces for like a mega indie? Because it just I don't know what I don't know what the future of ROH is. I don't know what could happen. And I, I would kind of like to know if you've been thinking about this too, because if I have, I have a hunch you have been too. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like, especially with such a mass exodus out of WWE, that there are enough names that you could put on a show that could get televised in some capacity, right? Like I, we, I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago where I, I said how surprised I was that, um, Sinclair Broadcasting, I believe, is the ones who own ROH. We're never yeah. able to get them any kind. I don't know what Sinclair does. I, I, I suppose I could have done a quick Google search and answered a lot of my own questions. But it seems as though with the with the value, the perceived value of live entertainment, that somebody somewhere could find a channel that wants to put on a live show. Um, and you just have so many recognizable names and uh, and, and again, you know, going back to this, well, um, the, the, the fact that, um, uh, uh, see, I can't even think of what they're called. The other, uh, the other main wrestling, uh, AEW impact wrestling, the impact zone yeah. just never gets anywhere. I don't think, I think is more, and that's an indictment on them more than it is on people wanting wrestling. Right. Because there are the clearly we talk about the business model and not understanding how they make money. They clearly do. Cause they keep putting on shows and, and signing people. And, but yeah, I just, it does seem like there are enough people, uh, not enough, uh, valuable talent out there for there to be another big company or, or, you know, um, an ROH size company perhaps, but, you know, at the height of ROH, ROH was going up against NXT. As Chuck said earlier, they would tour, they'd go to um, the Royal Oak music theater locally, which is a venue. That's probably about a thousand people. I would guess, Um, you know, when the elite was at the top of ROH, and NXT was at the top of their game, those events would sell out in like two minutes. I mean, like you had to be Uh at the box office, like lickety split, three people in, boom, tickets were sold out. And I know that because I I worked in that town and I would, there had been a time when I went to get the tickets and there was a, a contractor who was in the ticket line to get keys to the back door the day NXT tickets went on sale and they were sold out by the time I got finished waiting for the wow. contractor to get his wow. keys. Son of a bitch. I was so furious. So furious. <laughs> motherfucker. But yes, uh, you know, a thousand, th- you know, when I went to New York, I went and saw uh, Suzuki at the GCW show. And that was probably uh, roughly thousand, you know, maybe a little less than a thousand people venue. And you, know, I, I, you would think, that you could set up a tour and, and do some live shows. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. Do the Indies like being Indies? Uh, you know, do they, do they want to work together? You know, who knows, but I'm, I'm just shocked that, that between in, uh, impact and, and ring of honor that they weren't able to, I'm wondering if being part of Sinclair broadcasting worked against ring of honor, right? Like, 
their parents dc comics for the longest time were owned by warner brothers and warner brothers did not want to make their movies of the until marvel had finally had their huge success and then uh, warner brothers was like oh we have superheroes too we should make some movies um and then that's a whole nother podcast in and of itself we could talk about all the awful fucking dc movies that came out but <laughs> the, the the fact was is that dc being owned by warner brothers held them back because the parent company was too stupid to make the movies with the properties they had underneath and i'm wondering if sinclair broadcasting owning roh somehow impeded them from getting a tv deal outside again i don't know what sinclair does so i'm just throwing spit but i'm shocked with the if if smackdown is worth a billion dollars i can't believe that none of these companies are worth a hundred thousand dollars to a third tier cable company right yeah. or right. a third tier middleman for live broadcasting deal and there are so many big names you know uh, ec3 was a guy that just everyone was saying constantly how come no one's using this guy right how come no one's using it? and still he's not you know he's, he bounces back with impact and roh and so it's going to be very interesting to see now uh, what is interesting i think is that people who aren't signed by AEW now like there's a whole bunch of indie wrestlers that need to look in the mirror and say what I'm doing is not working because you've had two years now to get on the radar and if you haven't there's a reason for it and it's with so much wrestling on TV it's challenging now to get the attention of wrestling fans who are then going to demand that these guys get signed with aew and i'm just saying aew now because we don't know what wwe is going to do in terms of pipeline you know uh, it's very clear that as of now the plan is to get no uh, unnamed people um we talked a little bit about the um the pipeline in the colleges now that they're able to the do the likenesses deal um two things about that we don't know if long term that's going to pan out we also don't know if the wind is going to change and Vince McMahon suddenly decides he wants to re-sign everybody he fired right like we don't know we just don't know until they get like a good six months of just consistent something it's it's going to be big question marks but you know there are just so many guys in uh the indies now who are just guys in the indies and are they going to accept that are they going to change their tune Definitely now we're in an environment where if you're an indie performer, you know, it's got, it's gone from being like the best situation in the world to now it's almost the worst because so many big names are out on the market again. And, you know, if, if you've got WWE experience, I have to believe that you understand that, you know, you have to change things up. You've got to, you got to go for the brass ring. Right. Um, so yeah, should there be a third? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I think that you would, could create a groundswell of people who are like the anti-anti, right? They, you know, basically saying that AEW is now establishment. And so we need the, the and GCW leads the pack in that regard. I agree. Um, yeah, I would have to say MLW for whatever reason, like they just never hit my radar. I, I don't, I don't ever see their stuff on YouTube. I don't, like, I don't really know what goes on over there. I remember that there were some Von Eric boys, uh, and that's about all I know about major uh, MLW. I would hear um, the guy who runs the promotion appear on Steve Austin's show. 
but that was uh when he was doing his live podcast or doing his weekly podcast rather but they never really got much traction and um so yeah i don't know the indies the, the whole indie thing got so disrupted by covid yeah. You know, and the, the, the double hit of COVID and, and Tony Khan, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, it really changed the landscape in that regard. Uh, to to clarify, uh, like Sinclair Broadcasting specializes in uh, like local news. They own okay. like a bunch of local news stations uh, just to read some of their stats right now. Like they're in 86 different markets in the United States, uh, 620 channels. Uh, 185 television stations so it would be kind of it, it would like the fact that they didn't syndicate roh right via sinclair it's like i don't i don't know what they kind of shit the bed on that one so i don't know what the deal was with that um but it, it, either way my can i can i share with you guys a dream that i have as far as like in like a, a mega indie and um, uh, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try. Are we gonna court- be adding wrestling promoter to your, uh, your list of accolades <laughs> one day? I well no no it's I'm not gonna be involved in it. Um, I want Jeff Bezos to quit sending people to space and and spend a mere fraction of that and create a mega indie, absorb like the GCWs, the MLWs, the ROHs of the world, put it on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. boom. Yeah. Did it solved indie wrestling? You're welcome, everyone. Banis out. Can, can they make it so that it's the it's the all the letters of the ones they absorb? So it's like the M L R O H G C W. I want the M L W R O H L M N O P promotion. <laughs> okay, I want all. I want the, the A through Z promotion. Oh Thanks. yeah, just a just a, <laughs> a a belt that in all gold is just letters that goes all the way across. <laughs> It's similar to the style of the million dollar championship where exactly. it was all dollar signs. It's like, no, I want the it's entire alphabet. All the different letters for all the places we have absorbed into That's this one indie want. promotion. There's three A's in there. We got triple A. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, because let's face it, when, you know, when you when you launch a promotion, you need someone with money. You know who's got money to, to just piss away? Right. Jeff Bezos, because he's spending it on fucking rockets. Okay. <laughs> He's got the, rocket money. If he has rocket money, he has ring money. Okay. Get to it, Jeffy. I want to see a ring that costs as much to build as a rocket. Be, be the most beautiful <laughs> ring in the world. Get, get to it, Jeffy, is what. Get to it, Jeffy. <laughs> Title think, of app. Yeah. I think the. the it's tough for no personality the, wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's tough for indies because, you know, as you know, wrestling got huge and obviously more promotions and impacts of the world came up and then the indies started becoming more and more popular and a thing. But when there's two major promotions instead of just one, that's what, that's when it starts to get real tough. Right. Especially when one of those promotions are like hoarding a shit ton of talent. Yeah, You know what I mean? You know, it's not like, you know, WWE is actually, we complain about the roster size in WWE because they split their rosters where AEW, you know, is, you know, they don't have as much TV time as WWE and they got a ton of talent just on their roster. And it, it just makes things tough for the indie side of the world because impact still exists. Right. 
and and Sean is 100% right. The fact that Impact can't get any of these names that have become available since AEW got full. We've been saying AEW is full before CM Punk showed up, before Brian Danielson showed up, before Adam Cole showed up. We've been saying they're full for a long time. Why is it that they could get none of them? Why why is it that Braun Strowman has been available and he showed up in ROH before forever or before ever signing with Impact, right? Do we have any faith that they're going to get Johnny Gargano or Kyle O'Reilly? Probably not. You know what I mean? So it says a lot about them. Like, sure, you can say there's some money there. They're still putting on shows. But when Bronson Reed is your big name, get out of here. You know what I That's mean? Fair. Like, like, That's fair. fair. But like, come on. Like, what, do you, what, is, what is not happening? AEW gave you a... AEW gave you the golden egg when it comes to <laughs> making yourselves yeah. relevant. Right, they partnered with you. They had they they sent the world champion to be on your show, and you did something in there to screw up the deal. Like at that point, Impact's the one that needs to go away because we've given you opportunity after opportunity to be the legit number two. Kenny Omega brought so many eyes, and all of those eyes said, "Okay." Thanks. Right. Thanks, but because, we're going to leave along with Kenny. And that's, right. that, in, in some ways, they gave him Christian too yeah, for a while. Yes, and and that's that sort of to me like in my lifetime, I can't see another opportunity for them to get my attention. Right? Like you had your chance. <laughs> you right. had your chance, yep. and and I had my complaints, and I moved on. And so now I'm gonna I'm like anything they do is not going to be, Oh, you're getting Kenny Omega at the height of his game. You know, like my, my favorite guy at the height of his game with the good brothers, like what's going to trump that? Nothing, you know, um, they, they, a lot of people did while Kenny Omega was there. A lot of people did what I did. And that is fast forward until Kenny Omega's match. And then I watched and they, and I didn't do that at first. I, I tried to give it a shot while when that first started that winter is coming last year and all that, I tried to give it a shot. They ruined it so much that I did not watch one Christian match while he was impact champion. I didn't care. No, I, I care about Christian. And I did watch I some care. of those episodes and I kept waiting for black to the guy who looks like a minotaur and he was yeah. not getting airtime. I kept looking <laughs> for Chuck's, uh, the, uh, the rosemary the yeah and yes. she wasn't getting any tv time so yeah. i was like oh it's just all these like generic wrestling yeah. guys Impact's the one who are like the, the the wish version of your wwe stars you know like the guys that just didn't stand out in any particular way they were just a little too small or a little too not high flying and were just a little too not interesting so this question is not do you want this but do you think the good brothers ever return to AEW? No. For some reason, I feel like they're going to end up in New Japan over AEW. Yeah. I agree. For their sake, they better. I think it'd be interesting to see how they interact with the current state of Bullet Club because Bullet Club right now has like two, you know, factions within the faction because you have obviously the Gaijins, but then you have like the Japanese guys that are now in bullet club so uh, you know i don't know how they're going to play that well and especially since um japan has now closed its borders to foreign travelers so i don't know how they do that i i probably the only way they're able to do that would be through uh the la dojo 
which by the way, they had uh, a, a show um, recently, actually within this week, and uh, Jay White teased a match with Adam Cole, which Ooh. that's tasty that's match yeah i like that a that's lot another situation i have to say while we're just sort of like got one foot in each and i'll of course let you continue erica but the fact that years not what three years ago jericho brought all these new subscriptions to to new japan and they were just flat-footed like they just could not get their foot in the door in the united states like get some goddamn show scheduled what are you doing what are you fucking around for and then they waited and waited and waited and then COVID hit like right strike yeah. when the iron is hot what is going on like, I, we live I mean in this instant world and the professional wrestling world is still just like apparently waiting for backroom deals <laughs> like in back I, rooms that no one is coming to make deals in I feel like in the case of New Japan at this point, or at least, you know, back then when, when Jericho did, did his thing there, like, you know, they were still very much kind of wrapped up in the tradition of yeah. New Japan. Um, and perhaps they just couldn't get out of their own way. I think that's um, absolutely I, the case. Yeah. And, and we heard and rumblings of it. Not only that, but like, you know, all due respect and it has gotten better, but like when NJPW world launched their like their streaming service, I can't count how many times like Eric would just bitch about it. Oh, it's and really it's, <laughs> it's still not the best yeah. streaming service already. And sadly it's improved, which is yeah. frightening. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, it's better. It was total shit before. It's just a little crappy now. Yeah, I think whoever, whoever, uh, whoever operates, it's the same service provider as Peacock. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit rough. Um, but I don't know. I mean, once again, COVID definitely threw a wrench in, into things. Absolutely. But no. I, I just, yeah, I, they just couldn't, they couldn't get over tradition. And it's like, no, no. People are hungry for this. You have so many great people. Just come to America. God damn it. Take advantage right. of this. Fucking do it. Yeah. Damn it. We didn't uh we didn't mention Jeff Hardy yet, but I, uh, I was just, just thinking that Chuck. the last time we talked, he just come off of the road because of that event on Saturday. And I think the next day after we done recording is when WWE let him go. Um, yeah. Obviously yeah. there's problems there because reports are that they offered him rehab and he declined it. He decided I would rather be, uh, I do. Um, I don't believe this is the case, but I do like some of the wrestling fans that think he was so cagey that he specifically fell off the wagon to get released. Yeah, that's uh, I, I don't I don't think that's true at all. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's, if 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 he is having problems uh, again, as far as drugs are concerned, uh, that would be a best case scenario. What, what, what's it, it, this is turning weird, though, because there's a lot of reports that a he was sober when that incident happened. It had nothing to do with that. And yeah. then Matt Hardy actually came out. I don't know if it was posted today. I saw it today and he told it was telling people to know all the facts before that kind of thing. For sure. so I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out, okay, but here's the thing. As, as much as we bitch about WWE and whatever, if WWE got to the point of releasing him, something was there. You know sure. what I mean? So like, I'm as, and this has nothing to do with bitching about WWE or anything, but it's like, do we really think that they cut him after a, an incident like this, like after kicking him off the road, offering him rehab, without knowing for sure if it was that right like i'm not trying to you know 
I love Jeff Hardy. I hope he's okay. But like everything that happened, he got released and every, so many superstars are tweeting out, like wishing him the best, hoping he's okay. Right. And now it's being spun into that's not what it was. Well, then what the fuck was it? Because he got cut, right? Like he was right in the middle of a big push and he got cut like that. Well, you also have to remember too, that at the end of the day, we're just fans. We're not, we're not his family. And it's, it's only our business when they decide it's our business. Very true. That's very true. But I'm just, you know, for and Matt to be Hardy, fair, their to family's go, all a little whack. <laughs> like, there's yeah, always, true. there's always some kind of drama coming out of the social media of the Hardy family. Absolutely. And the Hardy yeah. wives it, it, and- it, it, but I guess it's just fair. I feel it's fair for me to say something like that when you have Matt Hardy coming going out of his way to post about this and saying, know all the facts before this, that, whatever. Well, okay. If you want to play know all the facts game, we watched him stumble away from the ring during an event. Sure. He got kicked off the road right after, and he got cut three days later. I I highly doubt a company that does not want to get sued for something like that would go to that extent without knowing that he that something was off there, and then he declined rehab. You know what I mean? So if you're gonna go out of your way, like I'm off, like support your family and all that, and I hope he's okay. But I'm just confused of how we're trying to spin this story into that's not what it was. Like, what do you mean well, that's not what it was? My bottom line with that is like, okay, well, you have you're a public figure, and you have a hundred thousand different stages that you can tell the facts on. So don't yeah. say don't talk without knowing all the facts, unless you're going to tell us all the facts. Because this right. is the fucking world we live in, Hardys. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm yes. sorry, Hardys, out in your farms. This is the world we live in. The same one that allows you to get your fucking drone camera over as a character is the one that allows us to turn your brother into whatever character we want to through the madness of like mass communication. Like, I'm sorry, you haven't told us the facts. I checked your Twitter. I'm seeing no facts. It's It's not like we fucking are waiting for him, Hardy. And it's not like we're creating. We're not creating anything. We watched this happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then he got fired three days later. So like, we're not creating anything. Yeah. So don't you can't put a post out there saying, no, all that we are, we are working off what we saw and what we know, period. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? And yes, history plays a role. He's got to be done, right? Like, you know, I, I we, yeah. in our private chat, I said, like, at most, if you want to have a retirement match, you want to have a big Hardy boys retirement match. But yeah. For God's sake, man, get, get off the stage. It's- His last shot was a, a run in, in WWE. It seemed as if, which adds to with WWE cutting him like that too. This adds to my thought process process because they were leading to him and Roman at some point they were. He, he well, went on the Stone Cold podcast. Roman, because they only have well, seven opponents true. for Roman available. That's very true. But Jeff Hardy <laughs> went out of his way, of right? Like Jeff Hardy went out of his way to you know say he wants a match with Roman. They put him on the same show. He's starting to get more main event traction. He was in a story with Drew and them, so like he's starting to get more TV, like quality TV time. Uh, he had he had. Uh, hinted at the willow character coming out too which mm. i'm very upset selfishly to not see that in wwe because i was i really wanted to see that character in yeah. wwe um he hinted at that so they were starting to do stuff with him and i think that was his last chance to have a legitimate run i don't going to aew does nothing for him like you said shawnee one or two final matches with the hardys fine but nothing legitimate yeah no. 
Well, and that kind of brings the whole conversation full circle because we were talking about Christian earlier and about how, you know, he doesn't get used a whole lot. And and I thought when we were talking about that, you immediately thinking about Matt Hardy and, you know, like Mark Henry and some of the other guys that uh, get used very sparingly. I wonder if at the end of the day, or, you know, Paul White too, I wonder if at the end of the day, they actually prefer it this way. They're like, I don't want to look, it pissed me off when the old guys got in my way when I was the young guy. I don't want to be that guy but I do want to be here and I do want to make money. So how can I help? How can I, I fit th- in? Yeah. I, I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah I, I, think I don't know Christian for, enough, Paul White. but I, I feel Christian probably is in that. Like he's cool with that. Like, you know, he gets to work with the younger kids. He gets to appear on a yeah. big match once every, you know, a couple right. times a quarter. Right? I, like I kind of disagree. I disagree. I mean, he I stepped think away from the... wrestling for I... a really long time. So That's if he was fair. hungry to be in matches, he, he had a lot of opportunity that he just passed up. But yeah. I think Christian's the one that wants it the most, right? Because I think Paul White, Mark Henry, uh, Matt Hardy, they know, like, I'm not, I'm far past my prime, right? Like, Matt Hardy does not have a world title run in him anymore, right? And neither do the other guys. Christian does. And I think Christian, because he was forced away from the ring for so long, and he comes back and he looks as good as he does and he's put on tr- great matches. I think he probably, I, I would be shocked if he is content where he is in the role he is. I would think he would want at least to be in the consistent TNT title picture or give him a partner and be in the tag team title picture or just put him in like non-title quality storylines like they're doing with CM Punk. Like, I feel like he thinks he deserves that much because he can still put on a great, a great, you know, story and a great match, especially when he's looking at Edge doing it over in WWE. He should have a similar role Edge has. I will say uh, if Christian was going to come in and be very comfortable doing what he's done in the WWE, which is be a mechanic and kind of work with everybody, uh, his first T-shirt and catchphrase should not have been outwork everyone. And that, but the fact that he showed up with that catchphrase told me he, he wants a legitimate run because if you're just there to manage well, the I'm other sure. guy, you're not going to walk around saying outwork everyone, but I want to put everyone else over. No, to you're- a degree. I'm sure when Matt Hardy shows up as broken Matt Hardy, he's looking to like, okay, I've still got, I've still got gas in the tank. And then eventually after a couple months, it's like, all right, maybe I was wrong. Maybe. Yeah. But we can see that with Matt. When we watch Christian's matches, we're like, dude, this guy's still got it. I don't say that when I watch Matt. Matt's like noticeably slow. I think Jeff's got it more than Matt. I do want to, I also, speaking of Mark Henry, I absolutely love that more people like myself find the highlight of Rampage, him doing the promo at the end and saying, it's the time for, it's t- time for less talk. It's time for the main event to the yeah. point you can hear the crowd doing it. And yes. that is the coolest shit. That is very true. Me, there could be nothing on the card I'm remotely interested in. I will <laughs> tune in on Fridays for that bit of uh, fucking serotonin just to be like, yeah, because yes, I'm glad that caught on because those promos got old. Like the, the wrestlers part of it got yeah. old really quick. Like and, nine and times out of not, 10, it's kind of annoying. He's such a like, I mean, he's, he's so much loves doing it. And so yeah. that's in, in, infectious in its way. But like he is not a natural on my not at all. Uh, like not even at all. Said, it's time for the main event. It's just like it's very like hey, yes. it's staged. It's <laughs> but really... I'm, I'm glad that people are in on it, you know, because yeah. it, it is something that would be easy to get cynical about. I there's definitely a cynical part of me that watches it and is like, eh, it's probably 
you could find someone better to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. There's a cynical part of me that's like, okay, they can just do away with this at this yeah. point. But it's super, it, so, it's you know, super old school Saturday night's main event, but uh, I'm glad that it's caught on. Also, Shawnee cynical about something. What? Yeah, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. uh-uh. He's a no. big ray of sunshine. The hell you say? Every day I'm driving to work, I'm like, I do not need to be here. In your car on the way to work? No, on this planet. I do not need to be here. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> don't don't go that says. far, buddy. Jeez. Oh, no, that's all it is. It's a little much. Selfishly, we would miss you. Yes. I would. Oh, That'd yeah. be very sad. <laughs> Three weeks I in, cry. Like, this show yeah, is so too. much better. It's so smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Our transitions have gotten so much tighter. Yeah. And now we have drops. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Our downloads People. went up to from dozens to now we have like 12, like 13, 14. Yeah. But remember, they're all huddled around one iPod. That's very in true. Arena somewhere. So we're I selling out that, arenas. We don't have true. to we don't have to tarp off the TV side. We've got the whole arena all it listening to this awesome. one iPod on the house speakers of this podcast. <laughs> what a world we've created. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> And where can people who want to join us in this world find us? <laughs> who would like uh, to go for Erica Banis? Uh, yeah. Uh, hold on. I just wanted to double check like that. I think we covered all the talking points. Oh, uh, well, just um, FTR and Briscoes. Uh, they had their, their little their little uh, little kerfuffle. Oh, yeah. The whole ROH, ROH thing. Yeah. So Ron like Strowman that showed up was he in his uh, was he in his uh, yard work gear. <laughs> I don't think no, so. How, what the different... hell was he doing there? Did anyone? I, I, what happened? I did not was, get a chance. With EC3, I thought. Yes, like because some sort of like new faction slash gang. Uh, but it was just very interesting. Where it's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. Right. So, so it. I mean, it. It. Um, it. It leaves more questions unanswered about the future of ROH because it's just like, okay, they're gonna go away for a bit, but now they have all these loose ends. Yeah, the fuck, dude. So gonna we come don't... back with with new uh, Nickelodeon coloring. Oh, one <laughs> could hope they'll come back literally on Nickelodeon. Honestly, that probably would be pretty great for any wrestling promotion <laughs> to get like like basic cable that Nickelodeon pickups. money. Ooh, yeah, I hope they bring the green slime. I just, hope there's just... plenty. Of, there's at least one match every show that ends with the green slime. You know what would happen? Dan Housen would finally get his blimp, but it'd be yep. one of those Nickelodeon the Kids Choice blimps. Award yep. blimps. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't be a full-on blimp, but they'd be like, all right, here's your blimp. I like if they repaint it, but you can still see the white Nickelodeon letters underneath the paint <laughs> of the Dan Housen blimp. Also, I'm glad you brought up Dan Housen. Man, he had a killer C2E2 this weekend out in Chicago. Sure what? did. Tell us about it. He was out at C2E2. His table. What is C2E2, right? sir? It's a Chicago a Comic Con. No, it's a Chicago <laughs> Comic Con. And he was out there signing. Uh, his table was right next to CM Punk's. So there's ah. a bunch of photos of him and CM Punk. He was posting vi videos like he does all weekend long. And he went to Pro Wrestling Tees, and he's on the building. Yes, he's been. He's been. <laughs> so, so as long as I've been following him, that's been a thread. He's been demanding that the Pro Wrestling Tees put his face on the window with all the greats. And he's yes. finally and on there, there he is with Colt Cabana and FT or and the Bucks and. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's on a good pan, like a good window pane. Cause yeah, yep. it's 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 Colt, 
and then Danhausen, and then the, then the Bucks. So it's uh, like way to go, Danhausen. And I want to mention while we're talking about that Comic Con, uh, Dirk Manning, the guy who wrote Butts and Seats, yes. announced at C two E two that the sequel to Butts and Seats is uh, a graphic novel about Arn Anderson. Oh wow, interesting. So that's something to look forward to next year. Okay. Nice. I wonder if his Galak will be making an appearance. I, you know what? I he I saw him a couple months ago at Motor City Comic Con, and he hinted to me. He said, "I can't tell you what the sequel is, but there is a sequel I'm working on." And he kind of, kind of hinted to me that's what it was, and that was my first question: is like how how many uh, appearances of Arn's Glock is there in this book? And he he couldn't tell me. Minimum three. That's all I'm, I'm saying. I want three gun spots <laughs> at nice. least. Oh, so Briscoe's, you said Briscoe's and uh... Briscoe's and FTR had like a little face off because yeah. obviously they've been going at it uh, via social media because who knows what the fuck the Briscoe's are going to do because they've been ROH guys for yeah ever. And all the things I said about crazy people on farms and directed at the Hardys. Cube when it comes to the Briscoes, the Briscoes, I might even be like too loose cannony to be in AEW, where you know, right. everyone tries to keep everything above board and nice. The Briscoes are wacky. And like, I didn't realize there was like a redneck country part of Delaware. I'm like, <laughs> you're Delaware. What the? Why the fuck do you sound like that? It's <laughs> Delaware. You were the first colony, fucker. Like, what happened, Delaware? <laughs> Joe Biden's from there. What? I think, I think what happened dot 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 Delaware is also a great title for this episode. Okay. I think I but uh Just, we'll, we'll keep that in that add it to the list. Add it to the list. Add it, uh but uh Jonathan Gresham made the won. list. There Sorry. you go. Uh Jonathan Gresham won the ROH title. A bummer that Bandito couldn't be there because they tested positive for COVID, but it was Gresham versus uh, Jay Lethal, obviously Jay Lethal has a long history in ROH. Um, like it, it just what a weird, wacky show this 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 was. So it's like I I just don't know what's gonna happen. I'm excited to see. Yeah, I mean, every from time the moment that they said we're not interested in working it with AEW because they were the lover scorned, it was like they would just sign their own execution. Like yeah. like you know what? No, we're gonna do it on our own. <laughs> every out for him. every time this weekend i saw jonathan gresham trending on my twitter because of that event i thought it was todd gresham the interviewer from wwe and i'm like he's a wrestler now and then i saw jonathan gresham i'm like oh that's not him that's a completely different human being <laughs> Um, well, I, I took a, a, a left turn into ROH territory, and I think you were trying to wrap things up, Sean. No, but so I'm glad you did because, yeah, we definitely should have hit it. Um, yeah, so yeah, where can, can, can they can Google you, Erica? That was the answer, Google. all right? Just Google, yeah, it. Google, Google, Google it, Google it, <laughs> Google it. Chuck, uh, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on the, the Nerd Radio podcast, which, of course, you can get on WRAF.com. If you download the latest episode, you can find out why when we record on Wednesdays now, you can find us via my Twitch stream at RobLifeFieldFeet.com. Uh -oh. All right. 
All right, Chuck is that, uh, and and you're no longer doing Super Universe, or are you just not Super Universe is it? on Saturdays. Yeah, Super Universe is over at <laughs> backslash Limit Break Radio. I'm much more excited about Super Universe. Uh, I can't mention it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's That's me. It's it, Nate. Uh, it's Nate Will. Feet. No, no, it's it's Limit Break Radio, <laughs> twitch.tv backslash Limit Break Radio. Uh, it's me, it's Nate, it's Will. And check out uh, Nate's, um, his Let's Play video game gaming news uh, podcast on a daily. It's great yeah, good on him, by the way. Shout out to Nate for that. Yeah, good yeah, good yeah. on him. So they're linking the show notes for that uh, if people are interested in hearing it. And Shit, Justin yeah, Valentine, yeah. where can people find uh, Yeah. You? Real one quick comment. I'm not going to go deep into it, but it sh- shout out to AW not watching our sh- or listening to our show and, uh, you know, putting Cody right in the TNT title picture with Sammy Guevara. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want to see. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, all over social media at JB underscore sports underscore talk. Chuck's favorite podcast, JB Sports Talk pay per view pod, uh, which will be back during the holiday season because uh, there is a pay-per-view on new year's day, day one. Uh, so we'll have an episode for that around Christmas. And uh, yeah. So on Apple podcast, Spotify on social media at PPV underscore pod. And I will shut up now. And speaking of Cody, I do like how he did like sort of the, the head move in terms of whether he was going to go out the face or that you're know, like, he, he, he gets it. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to get over, but he knows <laughs> what's going on. As I've been saying, of like Sammy, he's carny royalty. He, he, he knows. If he takes not the title can... off of Sammy, uh, that's going to be ugly. Uh, he yeah. Yeah. Corbin heat. She keeps saying that yeah. AEW needs some heat. That would do it. <laughs> that's yeah. But that's not the guy you get heat. No, 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 no. I will do it. All right. And I'm Shawnee Constant, and uh, you can find me here next week on the One Fall Show. Have fun, everybody. Be safe and don't fall in the hole. And scene. All right. Do we have any titles? Do we have any uh, anything to well, wrap up here? Yeah, well, we got uh let's uh, Kate, stop it, Justin. Stop, right. rub- stop rubbing sorry. yourself. I know you I know I'm you're sorry. Okay, is here. She's waiting for me. I'm just getting excited. It's not that kind of show. I know. I'm sorry. Fuck. Anyway, uh, all I want for Christmas is drops. Obviously, that was a that was a front runner. Um, one that I just came up with: JV equals Varsity Blondes. Super fan. (laughs) Loves Varsity Blondes. He's going to be their new cheerleader. Yes. Yeah. Right. Which, by the way, the the mist. She some top top drawer screaming oh yeah yes. fantastic yes. Got, when she, i'm yes. like because you sometimes when that happens it's it's not that good of acting and i'm like oh listen to that child yell yeah oh, no, i literally the I mist, had to turn my, my computer down the mist dissipated so she didn't get any on her face no they boy oh boy she sold it she sold, she like sold it i had to turn my laptop down because i'm like man people are gonna think i'm watching something weird fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um uh all in on the hook discourse uh get get to it jeffy and then i have apparently my memory is already shot because i can't remember the thing we just said about the briscoes but i literally wrote down something about delaware yeah (laughs) i don't remember either but it doesn't matter it's fine delaware (laughs) Delaware. so yeah that's it I love I, that the, your dog has been off uh, camera the entire time, except for mugging uh, in the mirror. The entire time, <laughs> looking in the mirror, and the dog yeah. is looking back at me. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was trying to put his tough face on. He's cool. Uh, yep. Just 
real quick, I don't know if we plan on going um, the Monday after Christmas. Christmas is on a Saturday, so the 27th. Okay. Um, I plan on being at Raw that night. Just a heads up. Okay, so um, let's do the week after. Do we want to like... We could do the week after or we could do a different day that week if we want to keep things running. Um, it's up to you guys. I know it's the holiday season, but you know, I do plan on being at Raw that night. I threw out that idea of like us recapping like our five favorite wrestling moments of the year. Sure. Do we maybe like want to maybe do that next week? Next week. And as then like our, our year end extravaganza. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And then take that that week of the 27th yeah, off then and then Justin can tell us all about Raw on the third. Oh, I'm well, not I'm taking it off. I'm going to do an oratory about why uh, I am so furious that no one listens to our show. I'm just going to be all sour grapes. Nice. An hour and a half of me just being a complete monster. <laughs> Talking about Here's all the things you're too, not though. supposed to ever mention. It's going to be wrestling, politics, and why the world doesn't respect me enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it should be good. Uh, so <laughs> plan on the show being canceled uh, between now. Oh, and, yeah, that's fair. Excellent. So that, so I'm looking to go really into the new fun. year doing zero podcasts. That's my <laughs> <Yeah>. goal. <laughs> well, on the, on the other side of it is if we, you know, we take that Monday off, the 20 whatever. 27th. Uh, 27th like do we want to try to work towards maybe start doing a show together on january 3rd to start the new year yeah i think so i would love to 